Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mike Boris. Carla Rhodes. Now she's worked as a beauty editor for some of Australia's top magazines for around 15 years, and she was shocked by the synthetic substances and toxins that were used in so many commercial beauty products which she was asked to write about and or trial. Having had bad allergies and eczemas as a child herself, Carla was interested in natural health practices and alternatives made from plants and organic food. Now, she was exposed to these things through her mother. It's interesting how when you're 12 years of age, how that can have an impact on you in the future. When Carla's daughter developed similar skin issues, Carla put her family on a gut healing plan that included probiotic-rich whole foods and quickly noticed a huge difference in her daughter's skin and well-being. In 2009, Carla started her business called The Beauty Chef, which was created to make plant-based supplements for gut health and glowing skin made with probiotic-rich bio-fermented ingredients. Carla works on a unique formulas with a team of leading microbiologists, naturopaths and nutritionists employing cutting-edge research to develop products that support gut health and glowing skin. So I'm going to take Carla right through from the early influences in her life from when she was 12 years of age, right through to how did that actually ultimately end up in being expressed as her new product range and her brand called The Beauty Chef. It's an interesting journey, one which today has a lot of momentum and for the future, I think, is the way we're going to try and have a better life. That is, by being holistically more healthy. However it expresses itself, whether it becomes better skin or just feeling a lot better by what we put into our body. So let's get into it. Carl Oates, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. So I've got your product here in front of me and we'll talk about your product a little bit later on, but I do want to talk about you first. So Carla, I noticed that uh, your business is in Double Bay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's your shop anyway, your no, headquarters. No, headquarters. Cons- yeah, not a shop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where people come and consult with you and you consult with them and you yes. uh, strategize, et cetera, about how you're going to go to market, et cetera. We have our, all our staff there too. And I see uh, in the brief that you like to go for walks around Centennial Park. Is that yes, right? Yeah. I love that. So you're an East Suburbs lady. I am. Or girl. You look young enough to be a girl still. That's um, very lovely. Thank you. There must be something in your product, which we're going to talk about. Like, <laughs> if, you know, if I can look uh, – when I'm 60, and I am 60, but if I'm 60 and if I can look 40, I'd be very happy. So I might have to talk to you about the product. I can help you with that, Mark. Totally. Um, all right. I want to take you back to when you first, prior to when you first come up with the idea about establishing and or launching this uh, a solution that you have yes. arrived at in relation to a problem that 
you may well have experienced. Yes. Just prior to that, though, what yes. were you doing? What what was your what was your deal? What were you? What were, did you study? Did you uh, were you a serial entrepreneur? What what was it? Well, I'm a terrible studier. I went to university straight from school, but always even at school, quite spirited and always wanted to do my own thing, and found school and university quite boring. Um, and and so kind of you know did bits and pieces of, of uni, but always really wanting to do my own thing. So spirited means what? That doesn't mean you're like you're free spirit. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Uh, spirited, I mean, as in a very inquiring mind, and I think always liked very curious, restless, uh, potentially restless. In um, I guess at university, I found it very still quite archaic in terms of textbook learning. And I guess I really wanted to learn. I always like to think outside the box. And so possibly what I was doing at uni, I know there's amazing courses now, like my daughter's looking at a course at UTS around creative thinking. That's the kind of course that would be fantastic for me. And so I think from school to uni, I was quite bored. And so I really wanted to get into the workplace. And I started as a journalist and a fashion editor working for magazines and I really enjoyed that. I've always, I've loved writing and I've always had a creative flair and interest for in, in fashion and art and culture. So my first jobs were it, like for the Triple J magazine, uh, Good Taste magazine, B magazine. And then I got a job at Sunday Life magazine and I was a beauty editor. And, and that's where it sort of all began my journey. Uh, and prior to that, I did science at uni for a period of time, arts and science. I was always really interested in science and research. I also studied for a period of time naturopathy. So love the studies, um, but also due to having children quite young in my 20s, my early 20s, I was sort of raising kids, working full time and trying to study at night time. And that sort of didn't work very well. Uh, and so the thing that I gave up was study at that time. Okay, just guess your age. You're probably 40. Maybe if you're just saying your daughter's about to go to university, she's thinking about a course at UTS, you had kids in your 20s, you're around that sort of territory. So You should never ask a woman her age, I, I know. Mark. I'm, Don't just you know I'm that? not asking, I'm guessing. So if I go back, <laughs> so, so if I go back 20 years and, I, and, and, and like, you know, you, don't worry, you're a good, obviously you don't worry, but you are a very good um, poster person for your product. So there's no issue about, and 40 is a great age and, too, by the way. Oh, you're being so lovely to me. No, but well, it is. But I, I'm 47. But it's, well, wow. That, I'm 47, which, you know, I, I'm very proud of my age. I feel like, you know, um, I very much embrace getting older. And I But think, look, can I unpick that yeah. for a second? 47, right? Yes. Okay. So if I was to look, because I just want to know if this is genetic. Are you genetically blessed or is well, this just your if, product? If you looked at my mum, you would say genetics. If you look at my dad, you'd definitely say the products. Right. Okay. Sorry, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, because like, like, genetics is an important thing, but uh, because I, I believe in, I, I'm a big believer in epigenetics. So, right. uh, genetics. We explain to the audience what epigenetics um, is. So, genetics load the gun, and environment pulls the trigger. Right. So we are all predisposed genetically to certain um, pathways. And so, in other words, you're saying this stuff that I've got in my handy turns on your genetics in terms of looking like a you li- do a, a lifestyle, our diet, what we consume how we, you know, sleep or not sleep, exercise, all of those things can help, I guess, express our genes in different ways, yep. positively or negatively. Yeah, so if you're a pisshead um, and you don't sleep and you smoke cigarettes 24 hours and you don't exercise, it might turn on negative outcomes in your genetics. Genetic predispositions, yeah. that's right. And, and I, you're the opposite. Well, I guess also, you know, when you look at my background, this is why I'm such a big, you know, advocate of, um, of gut health and lifestyle. 
I had chronic eczema as a child and allergies. And through really, you know, embracing from a very young age, when my mum taught me to see a naturopath around 12, um, and I had cortisone creams and nothing worked. Uh, the cortisone cream would definitely help um, relieve some of the irritation and the pain, but it didn't actually get rid of the problem. And so seeing a naturopath who eliminated certain foods from my diet, like dairy and gluten, and introduced other foods. So from a very young age, I saw the connection between what we consume and our skin health. Okay, so that's pretty radical what your mum did, right? So 12 years of age, we go back uh, 35 years yes. ago. Your mum, now this is, this is important yes. um, because these are the things that put us on a trail towards 100%. doing something. So yes. 12-year-old girl with eczema looking for solutions. Yeah. Uh, went to, you went to the GP. The GP would have given you some sort of cortisone-type yes. product, which is has a whole lot of... Uh, Net effects, yes, ongoing, yeah, but it does relieve pain. Yeah, um, it does. You know, the doctor probably told you that, and you go to the um, naturopath. Where was a naturopath? Because thirty-five years ago, she naturopaths was, were too many. It was actually, around. I think she's still around. Is Penelope Sack? She was in Wallara, right? And she was amazing, and she did. You know, she completely changed my diet. So, what did she say to you when you walked in as a twelve-year-old kid? So she did blood tests, yeah, and I think I went and did allergy tests and prick tests to see what I was allergic to. And so she said, you've got a dairy allergy and an, air, an allergy to gluten, corn, and some other things, salicylates, which are compounds found in foods. Yeah, so like I oranges. radically had to, yeah, and tomatoes and strawberries. And I had to change, not cooked tomatoes, though, um, I had to change my diet radically. Hmm. And I also, I guess from that young age, I realized that you can adapt. So, you know, I used to drink a litre of milk a day. As everybody did. That's right. We went to school and they gave it to us. With? Yeah. Like four strawberry fredo frogs. I used to come home and my parents both worked really hard. So in the afternoon, my sister and I would come home and I'd drink a litre of milk and I'd have my strawberry fredo frogs. And I loved that. Well, my naturopath was like, uh, uh, uh. So I stopped eating that kind of, you know, having my strawberry fredo frogs. And at first I was like, how can I have, you know, how can I? Well, mum and bought you a carob one. That, well, I love, it's hilarious because I love carob now. My children grew up on carob. I can't and handle it, but I, I, know, I, know, I know it works, but and it's, it's just a, not my taste. And it's hilarious because they keep, their friends would come over and they go, oh, we've got treats. And then they'd get really embarrassed because their friends were like, oh my God, this is, these are awful. What is this? This isn't chocolate. It's like, yes, carob. But it's still pretty <laughs> radical. So, I mean, because you've gone into an unusual territory. I mean, we're, I mean I'm looking at three of your products here on the table and, and gut health is... I mean, I, I've read a book on gut health by uh, Dr. Julia Enders. Yes, um, which it's a is, great book. It's an interesting book. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is a little bit yeah. out there. Um, yeah. Do you think what your mum did for you at 12 years of age and yes. what uh, this Dr. Sachs or this um, mm. naturopath called Sachs, yes. what she proposed for you and yes. then the way you then ex- uh, executed on that, in other words, started in Caribbean, didn't eat your yeah. uh, strawberry fredder frogs <laughs> um, and stopped <laughs> drinking the milk, which every kid drank. Yes. Um, do you think... That sort of uh, lay down a platform in your brain about doing something a bit unusual. A hundred percent in your future. A hundred percent, and also unknowingly. But also from a very young age, I always wanted to help people, and so I think that combination of being always very caring about people. I set up, you know, when I was, I think back when I was seven, I set up a healing clinic in my house, and I used to. Um, very entrepreneurial, by the way. I charged my parents and my sister. They didn't get the massage. Did they pay? Yes, they did. So I had a sign up on the wall, seven years of age, saying, I can help you with your headaches and any of your skin problems. And my mum was a fashion editor 
And so she had lots of perfumes and potions and lotions. So I'd mix them all up and I really thought that I was helping them. I would massage them and put potions on their faces and but I'd have a sign $10. And I think back if that was in the 80s, that's a lot of money in the 80s. That's a lot. It's like a thousand bucks. That's right. So it's like, you know, I was wanting to help, but I was also entre- entrepreneurial. Because like a lot of people who go into business and our listeners, they feel entrepreneurial. They think they've always been entrepreneurial, a bit yes. like what George is saying. And like they, and there's lots of stories, you know, I hear lots of stories about people's entrepreneurial bent, mm. um, their desire to be entrepreneurial. But really at the end of the day, it's difficult to be entrepreneurial unless you have an idea which you can put into production, make That's it right. work. That's right. And sometimes we need something that inspires us to do that. Mm. And for me, it's a lot of times, well, I'm finding anyway during this podcast, yeah. it's something that we're introduced to at a young age by someone who's influential yes. in our lives, like your mom, and yeah. then the next person who you talk to is the, the naturopath. Mm. And they just seem to hone in on that one thing that we experience ourselves and then we start thinking about the solution. So what's interesting is somewhere in between 12 and mm. whatever time you kick this thing off, um, you were a fashion editor, which is sort of what your mum did. That's right. And I sort of, and it's interesting because when I look back, it's sort of, you, I don't see it as one thing, it's a combination of things. I think it's me being a child who was very sensitive, wanting to help people and then having my own health issues so being empathetic to other people with well, okay, that's an interesting point. Issues. Is that is that well? Tell me this, Carla. Yes. Which comes first? Is were you empathetic and sensitive because you were physically sensitive as a result of having your own health issues, or do you think you were empathetic and sensitive to people's feelings yes. uh, before that? I you think know, both. Both. I think I'm a very empathetic person, and so. I also, my parents were both entrepreneurial. So my dad was a um, construction manager and he had his own business. And when I was quite young, um, he lost the business and it was very stressful to the family. And my mum was working in fashion and she also on the side started to, started a business making bread baskets. And so I used to watch her. Bread baskets. Bread baskets. It was her completely own concept. What is a bread basket? So it's basically, and this was in the 1970s, and I was little, so I used to watch her. I can still remember, I've got such vivid memories. And what she'd do is she'd um, make dough and she'd knead it, she'd plait it, she'd make these baskets, she'd bake them, and she'd lacquer them. You mean bread? The basket was made out of bread? Yes. But it's a beautiful um, object that you have in your living room. Like it's a, it's a, a basket. And she'd um, paint it and lacquer it. Made out of bread? Made out of bread. Okay. And she used to take me around and I used to go with her and she used to, because mum and dad didn't have much money because dad had lost his business, and she would take it around to all the boutiques in Wallara and sell it and she did really well. And that brought him sort of, you know, bread and butter money into our household until sort of dad's business got back on his feet. So I guess it's kind of combination of being this sort of empathetic person, also my parents being both entrepreneurial and my mum very creative, um, then having that sort of experience with um, my health issues as a child and teenager and then having an uncle, my mum's brother, who was an artist who lived in Mullaney with his boyfriend and they were really into homeopathy, macrobiotic cooking and I spent quite a time bit of time with them and so they would show me how to make like I used to I remember my uncle's boyfriend Louis who's Venezuelan they ended up actually moving to Venezuela living 1500 meters on above sea level 
on um, a mountaintop in the Amazon rainforest. Um, but this is years ago. As you do. As you do. Um, this is years ago when we were little. And I still remember Louise sitting there with this beautiful um, wooden bowl making sourdough bread. And because I was aware of my health and my diet had changed, and that had also an incredibly strong impact. Yep. So when I look back, mm. I think all of those factors, um, and interestingly, fashion is not something I necessarily wanted to get into. I was really into nutrition and I was really into science. And, but I fell into it when I left school because I think I was good at it because I grew up in it. And people used to always ask me to style shoots and help them with creative projects. And it was easy. It was so, I did it for me, it just came very easily. Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of, you know, but interestingly, when I got the job as the beauty editor for um, the Sun Herald, I, you know, it was inundated with all of these beauty products that I had to write about. And at first being really excited going, this is cool. I'm getting all this booty. What do you mean by beauty products? You mean like uh, face creams and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. All like the whole kind of range from, you know, cleansers to moisturizers to exfoliate. More, more, more topical the- stuff though, as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, that's right. And mass beauty started and, and or, but, but when did you start to think about um, the, the, I mean, apart from the, your uncle and, yeah. you know, your own empathetic sort of, or your own experiences, when did you start thinking about beauty coming from the inside? The moment was starting, because I'm a natural, I'm very curious and I always look deeply into things. And so starting to read product labels on this, these mass market skincare products and I had women and men from all over Australia writing into me because because I was the editor of this mainstream paper, asking me, "What do you recommend for my eczema? What do you recommend for my psoriasis, my rosacea, my acne, my wrinkles?" And I'm looking at these ingredients, going, "Possible tetragens, carcinogens, neurotoxins." I cannot hand on heart recommend these products to these people. And I know that it's all about looking after your skin from within. And how important that is for, for skin health, from my own experience. And also, I always used very natural skincare. Having sensitive skin, I couldn't use any of those kind of um, perfume you know, type stuff. Yeah, yep. chemical products. And so yeah, I could I just stop you there for yeah, a second. Yeah. Everything's chemical. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's natural; it's natural chemical. If it's yeah. man-made chemical, do you mean synthetic chemicals that don't have the most basic man-made set. chemicals? Man-made chemicals that don't have the most basic set of safety data. Right, okay. So And we know also historically there are definitely toxins in the natural world. Yeah, because I mean I could I could I could put chili on my hand, which is natural. And I'm sure I'm gonna or I could put it in some course. I could put it in my eye and my eye is gonna blow up because uh, you know, for the obvious Of course, reasons. this is right. So but, you, but we you know that, right? We know that putting chili in our eye is gonna Oh, I don't know. I do it all the time whenever I use it to cook, but I'm, I'm well, it, it t- tends to get in my eye somehow. I don't know how the hell that happens. But uh, but you know, but my point to you is the question I'm trying to ask yes. you here is when people are listening to you mm. and they're trying to work out what is natural and what is mm-hmm. you know unnatural yes. or not so natural or, or, or something you shouldn't play around with mm. in terms of what inspired you, how did you actually decipher this broad list of chemicals that could actually hurt me, man-made or not? Or not I, I researched. Right. So I did a lot of research. So and you did And there's your the research. Environmental Working Group website and looked up all of these different chemicals, spoke to lots of different people around it. And was p- completely perplexed that these, it's, it was very, that, that industry very unregulated in terms of the ingredients that are allowed to be put into. And then you, you can't also um, ignore the synergistic effect of mixing different chemicals together that are un- completely unresearched. And you're talking about, still, to, still talking about topical, topical. stuff, stuff you right. put on your skin That's as right. opposed topical. to things you so, ingest. So what's happening is people are writing to me saying, I have eczema. 
So firstly, I know that none of these creams that I'm writing about are being sent. That are very cheap, full of filler, full of really questionable ingredients. They're going to really heal the skin topically. And also they're coming from it from an angle that is not holistic. And because of my own experience, I was like, hold on, you need to address this from the inside out as well. And so I decided to leave the job at the newspaper because I didn't believe in it. And So let me stop you there. That's, yes. a, that's a big deal. It's a big um, deal, yes. Because, you know, you've gone through watching your dad in a situation where he didn't have a job, recession caused. Yes. Or, or you know, downturns in the uh, construction industry. You've got a job, they're paying your wage. Um, yes. It's a big deal to get up and leave. It is a big deal, but I'm a woman of principle. So how old were you at this period? I was 26 or 27, maybe. Yep. And yep. so you got up and just, and what did you do? Tell, tell I remember because a lot of the beauty editors who uh, were beauty editing back then are still in the industry now and who I'm friendly with. And they were like, because, you know, as a beauty editor, you get wined and dined. It's mm. a cushy job. It's hard work, like any other work, but it's, you know, you get a lot of um, wonderful sort of opportunities. You know, um, they were like, Carla, it's such a great job. What are you doing? And I'm like, I just, I truly don't believe in it. And I need to work on something that I feel passionate about. And Did you have the idea at that stage? No, I didn't. And I, all I wanted to do, for me, it was about education. And so you walked I, I out naked. Like you're just like, that's not a, would you advise anyone else to do that? If they felt so strongly about it, like you didn't know what you, you had a thought of, you must oh, have no, an idea. I, I knew I was, and, and when I was, because I started turning the column into something quite natural. So I started on my own terms, just doing lots of face, um, natural face masks, talking about eating well, which I guess was, you know, at that time, very sort of left of field back then. But Penguin Books, so Julie Gibbs, who's a publisher of Lantern at Penguin, she approached me. She loved my natural approach to my column. And she approached me and said, would you write a book? And so that for me was a bit of a catalyst of there's something here. I know that it's, you know, it's still niche, this sort of natural skincare world. 25 years ago. Yes, it was. It was very. And I thought I'm really, this is the direction I want to go. And I've always felt very confident in terms of being able to get work and, um, and creating always a niche for myself. So... I decided I wanted to help change the paradigm in the beauty industry. I thought it's not healthy, it's one-dimensional, not even just in terms of the ingredients, but it was very much like around supporting perfect beauty, this one type of beauty. So for me, there was a whole lot of work I felt like I wanted to do on the beauty industry. And I became the ambassador for the Biological Farmers of Australia in, a, in skincare as well as Australian Organic, Organic Certifying Body. And so I worked around the clock um, on, you know, my passion of just writing and researching around ingredients. So where'd the idea come from then? Uh, you, know, what, you know, when was the bright light? Yes. Uh, when my daughter, Jeet, when she was 10, she suffered from eczema and allergies. So she's got the strong disposition as well. Unfortunately, she got a double whammy. My husband's also got eczema. And so she had it as a baby. I did some work on it, cleared up, and then at 10 it came back and also really bad allergies. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start her on the protocol that I did take, you know, gluten and dairy out of her diet. And I stumbled across some interesting research that looked at the influence that gut bacteria can have on allergies and eczema. And as I delved into this more and more, I became fascinated by how gut health can really influence so much in our, our health and overall well-being. 
And so I decided to put my, my family on a gut healing protocol, which included making dietary changes, but also introducing lacto-fermented probiotic-rich foods, which are rich in beneficial bacteria. So things like sauerkraut, kimchi. I liked the kimchi. The kids didn't like the kimchi. It's very spicy. Uh, kefir, kombucha. And I saw such a difference in my kids' health when I put them on this sort of gut healing protocol and my skin as well. My friends and family were saying, what are you doing differently? Your skin is glowing. We want what you're having. And so I became literally like the local pusher for lacto-fermented foods in my neighborhood, giving them to everybody. And the feedback was my tummy feels better, more regular going to the toilet. My skin's more glowy. I have more energy. And then I was like, this is, I'm onto something. And then I launched really from there, Glow Inner Beauty Powder in 2009, which was the world's first inner beauty powder, uh, rich in 24 biofermented superfoods, prebiotics and probiotics for gut health and skin health and well-being. So what you're saying is that you're maybe not inspired so much. Uh, necessity is always the mother of invention. Yes. Um, and uh, you need to do something for your kid. That's right. And I, I also wanted to change, I'd always wanted to help change the paradigm in the beauty industry. And I believe that beauty is wellness and wellness is beauty. I wanted to find a real solution to skin problems, not just a Band-Aid. And even though when I launched it, it was out there for most people and very, very left of field. And so many people told me it wouldn't work and didn't understand it. I can't tell you how determined and, and passionate um, and that I felt that I knew it was common sense and we got great results, and it was the way of the future of beauty. I always just thought it was the greatest load of bullshit that if you put a cream on your face, mm. that it makes your skin better. Like it might, might on the top of the skin, it might help a little bit with, you know, maybe if it was a bit dry or the wind. Yeah, that does. Or that. Yes, it does maybe. help. But like, it does help. But yeah, it's something. But like to me, it always made sense that it had to be something to do with your muscles or the, I don't know, the layers under your skin. I'm not a doctor. I've got no idea. But like, just logically, it just didn't seem to me. Mm. I, I just thought the whole thing was a con the whole time. You know, mm. like everybody, you know, like these ads, I still see them on television, they kill me. Um, you know, like uh, people talking about, you know, put this on. And, you know, I was funny, I saw a thing about, and I don't want to bag these people, I don't even know the name of the product. I saw this ad on there, they go, hyaluronic or some acid. Hyaluronic acid. And they're dropping some drops on their face, and the girl looks wonderful. Of course, they picked the girl out of Chadwick's. Uh, modeling agency. She's like 21 years of age. They yeah. picked her because she's got the best possible skin out of everybody. Um, to me, it's nearly misleading. I, I, yeah, I, no, I, I, I just, I, I'm not bagging them. It's television, it's advertising. I get it. I understand. But we need, we need to see more diversity. We need to see women, you know, in their 40s and their 50s looking healthy yeah, but even those, and glowing. I don't know, but even though I don't know if they've been down to see the local, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, person who injects their skin with yes. um, uh, Botox. Botox and, and, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I still don't – I mean, what I'd like to see is a big s- a statement on it and say, this person has been uh, certifiably unbotoxed. Yeah. Um, and uh, does not uh, undertake anything other than a good health regime or something yes. like that and applies this sort of cream. I mean, that's that's what I yeah. want to see. I mean, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, because I guess it all depends. And, I mean, I do think topical applications are definitely helpful, you know, for rejuvenating the skin to some degree. But we all know, and even doctors will tell you, it's just logic. I mean, you think about scurvy, what happened when people, you know, back in the day had scurvy and their teeth would fall out, their skin would go yellow, sallow, dull, um, lose elasticity. So we know that not having enough vitamin C in your diet affects collagen synthesis and, you know, and your skin and well-being. We know doctors will say if you have problem with your skin, like wound healing, 
you know, you don't have enough zinc in your diet. So we know that the skin is such an amazing barometer of what's going on inside your body. It's the biggest organ. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's all about cellular health. And we need to feed ourselves with, you know, antioxidants, minerals, nutrients, uh, and also, you know, proteins, um, essential fatty acids. So that's how you get your cells to be strong and robust. And that's, that's basically the fabric of what we're made up of. That, Mark, and we're also made up of bacteria. We're actually 10 times more bacteria than we are human cells. Okay, well, we're going to get a break because I don't want to come back and talk to you about all that. I don't want to talk to you about Glow and I want to talk to you about your business and yes. um, how you sell your product, how you manufacture your product, how you market your product, um, how you work out what your customer wants, how you yes. price your product too, by the way, because yeah. pricing is important in these environments. It is. We'll go to the break and we'll come back. back here with Carla Oates and her business is called The Beauty Chef. I mean, there's something in there. Let's talk about that for a second. So, when well, I guess what that tells me anyway is that you are cooking up a potion. Yes. It's, I can just sort of see you with a great big cauldron. and. Uh, I don't. You sound like my brother-in-law. He's a doctor. He's yeah. a doctor at St. Vincent's. And he always laughs at me and says, no, but know, it's he, okay. he calls me the white witch. With but, my, but he goes, are you mixing your cauldron? But, but what, what's wrong with that? No, that's because I, you know that's, what? What's wrong with that? There's nothing, There's wrong, with nothing wrong with that. But that is an art and we are very science-based. It doesn't matter. We're very science-based. In terms of your branding. Yes. Branding is about art. That's right. Branding is not about yes. science. If I put if I put up there uh, the uh, formula for collagen um, and and try and read that out to everyone, no one's, everyone's going to go, what the fuck are you talking about? But if, I, <laughs> if, but if you go out there and talk about uh, the beauty chef, at least that conjures, pardon the pun, but that conjures up something. Yes. You're conjuring. You must. Yes. If you're marketing, you must conjure. Yes, that's right. You must work with my imagination. So yes. the beauty chef works with my imagination. I want the audience to understand that conjuring someone's imagination to come up with something out of the name is very important because it's one way I remember who you are, okay? So that's important because people don't get to hear you or talk to you or look at you or, you know, engage with you. They're, 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 at the beginning, they're looking about the beauty chef. Oh, okay. She's making something. Got it. Now let's now let's look at the science. Yes. Let's look at your process of mm-hmm. building your product. Yes. How do you work out what the formula for the product is? Because there is a formula. Yeah. So I do most of the ideation of products. And as I said, I'm a very empathetic formulator. So for me, it came from Glow, came from a need for my family and myself. And then other products, I think about what people need. And I think I'm very in tune in terms of listening to people and wanting to help people. And so I start with an idea and I have a team of microbiologists. Can I, before you get to the microbiologists, yes. that's, the, the, that's the actual algorithm or the recipe mm-hmm. of what the product is. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned the word ideation, just, yes. just for everybody to understand the idea and the creation of the idea around it. Glow, Yes. what is it? I mean, is it a, is it a product to do what? So it's a product, it's your daily skin and gut support and maintenance powder with 24 bio. Which comes first, gut, then skin or? Gut. So okay. we are, because I always think beauty begins in the belly. Okay, so let's must... just get right down to basics. Yes, yes. It's about giving you good gut health. Yes. And that, that has a whole lot of benefits, one of which is skin. Yep. So gut health is where, I mean, if, do you want me to tell you just quickly a little bit about yeah, yeah, yeah. why gut health yeah, is so yeah, important? Yeah, I do. So 70% of our immune system lies in our gut. It's where we regulate our hormones, where we regulate detoxifying enzymes, where we make and digest nutrients, 
where we neutralize pathogens, where we make neurotransmitters. So, and what influences our gut health more than anything else is our microbiome, which is a mini ecosystem of tens of trillions of microorganisms that live in our gut that we are host to. What are they? You're talking about microorganisms. Explain what we're talking about. Microorganisms, Otherwise which is known basically as... the bacteria yeah. that live in our gut, and they influence the good, bacteria. good bacteria and bad bacteria, the balance of bacteria, basically. The balance of bacteria that we have in our gut that basically re- helps to regulate our metabolic health our skin health, our gut health, our immune health, and our brain health. And it's really important to remember there's not only just a gut-skin axis, but there's also a gut-brain axis, so an information highway between our gut and our brain that influences how we feel and our mood. So everything happens in the gut. And I love the fact that when I started my business, it was in the kitchen based on something that I wanted to help my children with, and it was an art but now we're, we're actually working with leading microbiologists who are actually, we're doing, working on a project actually with the Charles Perkins Centre at the moment, looking at the benefits of postbiotics in, in fermented food. I need to stop you for a second. We'll go back a step. So yes. we've got a gut. Um, we all eat food. We mm-hmm. put stuff in there and the gut um, then sort of pulls it apart with a whole lot of uh, uh, hydrochloric acid being added to the process. And enzymes. Pulls it, and enzymes, various other things, pulls yeah. it apart and then sends it into the small intestine and then various things happen in terms of absorption and waste yeah. production, et cetera. But when we need, during that p- period, we need something else in our gut. Um, there's things that we, other things we need, like bacteria, like you're talking about. Yeah. Is that right? So if we don't have the right balance of mm-hmm. all these things and everyone's, I presume everyone's got a different balance, yes. does that mean that um, we don't absorb what we need to absorb? Is that what you're saying? That's right. So if we have an imbalance in our gut health or in our, you know, there's a problem with the balance of bacteria in our microbiome, then it can cause all sorts of problems. Is the imbalance express itself in your skin, the way your skin looks, for example, or does it, or is it a matter of that we're just not absorbing the nutrients that we need to absorb, therefore our our body goes, wow, I didn't get enough of vitamin B12? Yes. So if our um, microbiome is not in balance, um, for us as individuals, everyone's different, it can really be a roadblock in terms of us digesting and absorbing nutrients, making nutrients, um, regulating um, enzymes. Because it's not the food itself that gives the nutrition. It's our body, how it converts it into the nutrition. Well, it's both, really. But it, it, yeah, like, you, I can you eat a steak. It, it's not going to immediately give me vitamin B12. My, my body needs to convert break it. Break it down. Yeah. So you need to have the enzymes and, yeah, yeah to, to be able to break it down. And what happens, I think, in modern-day society is that with stress, lack of sleep, uh, sugary foods, processed foods, all of those things can compromise gut health. All of these things as well can irritate the gut lining, including the pathogenic bacteria. If we're, you know, if suddenly we get too much of the pathogenic bacteria in our gut balance, is, you know, our, our gut's out of whack, our microbiome's out of whack. So in terms of formulating your product mm-hmm. to mm. meet the market demand, yes. what do your science guys tell you? What do your researchers, what do you call them, tell you? What are they saying that we need to do? Well, can I just go back, just because I've got to tell you about when the gut's out of balance, what happens yep. is you get leaky gut. And a lot of people have leaky gut because I think it is a, just a, uh, a reality of modern day life. So when your, your gut wall is meant to be nice and strong, the lining's meant to be quite robust, you've got these tight junctions where when you're actually your enzymes are working properly, you're digesting your food properly, you have these digested nutrients that go through your gut lining um, through these tight junctions, 
and they go into the bloodstream where they're used, utilised in the body. If you've got too much pathogenic bacteria um, and, and you're eating processed foods, charred foods. You mean charred, you mean stuff overcooked on a over, barbecue? Yes, a lot of that, a lot of processed foods, a lot of sugary foods, not getting enough sleep. We know um, that you know sleep and stress can compromise the gut barrier. So what happens is that you get more intestinal permeability. So your gut junctions, those junctions in the lining open up more. And also because your enzymes aren't working properly, you're not digesting your food properly. So you have undigested food. The lining becomes more holy, like, it, yeah. you know, and yeah, so yeah, stuff yeah. that should so go into your everything. bloodstream goes into your bloodstream yeah. and triggers an immune response and yeah. triggers inflammation in the body. Yeah, yeah. Now, inflammation is probably the leading driver of dis-ease in the body, including skin problems. So most skin issues, I think there is a level of inflammation. Yeah, yeah. And more and more studies show there's gut inflammation, there's going to be skin inflammation and, you know, low-grade systemic inflammation throughout the body, which can cause a whole lot of problems. I think what Carla's saying, everybody, is that, um, <laughs> uh, you know, our, our body reacts um, with inflammation to things that it doesn't want to see in its system. So when your balance is not right in your stomach yes, of the various things you're inputting in there and other things that should be sort of existing in there anyway, your gut absorbs a lot more of the shit that you're eating and then your body, and then your body goes, whoa, that shouldn't be in there. Um, it reacts and creates an inflammation. And sometimes yeah. that inflammation expresses itself on your skin. Yes. Yeah. And in lots of health problems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Thank, thanks, Mark. That's all right. Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes we get caught up in the the minutiae of what we're doing because we know it too much, too well. Yes, yes. And that happens in a lot of businesses. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, which is why I wanted to take you back to the beauty chef. Yes. And I wanted to take you back to that sort of stuff because that really, to be honest with you, that's what people understand better than what you're saying because yeah. you know too much about the topic. Sorry. No, but you do. I know. I but, love it. But, I'm so, I just love it. But you know too much about the po- topic. That's the problem. Well, I know. And I know I talk a lot of science speak because I'm so, especially so immersed in it at the moment because we've just built our own fermentation plant and I've been working with microbiologists for I five. know because you, you get, but you get caught up in the yes. minutia. Yeah. But we also, you know, for but me. But you've got to, someone's got yeah, to do it. They're creating also a brand that's very accessible yeah, and yeah. you'll notice it's not on my packaging, all that kind of, but I just wanted to give some. Yeah, yeah, but di- I'm just talking yeah. to my audience. So yeah, and no, you're good. talking to our audience, yeah, yeah, um, your audience too, because, you know, hopefully they get it and they go and buy it. So then your microbiologist come up with a, some sort of formula or it's an algorithm for you. It's your recipe, which is your stuff. You don't need to tell me what it is. Yeah. But they've, based on all those things that you just explained, they've come up with something that is meant to optimize yes. what should be happening in our stomach if we lived in a perfect world and we lived on an island somewhere where everything was naturally made and we never ate sugar and we never drank alcohol and we never smoked cigarettes, we never got toxic, any toxicity in our system, somewhere, you know, in Venezuela on the top of a mountain. That's right. Yeah, so that's what they're trying to create here, a new environment. Yeah, so basically I work with first a naturopath and nutritionist on the formulas. Then I work with my microbiologist in the fermentation process. So we have an exclusive fermentation process called Floriculture we introduce a hold of species of lactic acid-producing bacteria and beneficial yeasts into our whole food ingredients. We've got a very unique process. They get fermented for a period of time, and during that time, the bacteria, they break down the ingredients to make the nutrients more bioavailable for the body to uptake and create a broad-spectrum probiotic. So our products are really complex. So not only do we have the nutrition but we've got some fermented, they're rich in prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. And that is really the foundation of the Beauty Chef because for me, it's all about 
creating these efficacious products that feed our cells, but also give us the bacteria that feed our guts. Yeah. So, which by the way. It's a new way of looking at something. It's, yeah, it's, it's innovative. It's a bit more, I hate the word holistic, but a little bit more holistic. Um, you know, it's, it's broader spectrum instead of just one specific thing. Yeah. It's not a, a tablet to stop you producing too much acid in your guts because you get wind or something. I don't know. You know, like it's, it's, it's a bit more thought through and, uh, and I, I quite like it. I mean, I, I quite like the idea of it. I mean, the question is, does it work? Of course it works. Well, I'm, I'm apart from looking at you, does it work? I mean, uh, what, I mean I am, what is the proof of concept? Yeah, so uh, if you look at something like that, you're holding the gut primer, so that's yep. a perfect product to look at. That particular product is a listed medicine. So it's gone through the TGA. And so I've worked TGA with- TGA being? Um, the Therapeutic Goods Administration. And so I've worked with a team of naturopaths and nutritionists on this particular product, and we know the evidence in natural medicine around certain levels of herbs at a therapeutic level have the evidence to be able to make a claim on the effect. On the gut. The gut and other health outcomes. So for example, with a gut primer, we've used L-glutamine, we've used slippery elm, we've used peppermint, we've used licorice root all at levels that we can make claims either that the product helps to relieve or that particular ingredient helps to relieve digestive spasms, relieve digestive discomfort, um, help to repair the cells of the lining of the gut. And so we can make those claims because we are using those herbs at at levels that have evidence around their therapeutic benefits. And how do I take it? So like your your team has put together... You know, all these various herbs, which mm-hmm. basically, take the word herbs, right? they're just chemicals, but naturally occurring chemicals. With a lot of history and understanding. With 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 relevance to the yeah. thing you're trying to address. And also, I guess, you know, what I find interesting about the whole alternative thing is that, you know, you go and see a very, very conservative conventional doctor. He's going to say to you, you need to eat, you know, if you've got a health issue, we want you to eat a diet of whole foods, of natural foods to get better mm. and to balance your health. Now, that's, a v- that's most conventional straight, very conservative doctors will say that. They're not going to say to you... Don't get on the booze. No, or eat a diet rich in chemicals found in those processed food and lollies <laughs> and chocolate and whatever. Yeah, totally. So it's, it's actual common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really alternative. It's, no, it's that's com- what I mean. It's, not it's common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's logical. Yes. Because some people get a bit weird. They go, oh... Licorice uh, or uh, blah blah passion flower, whatever. What the? F- that, no one knows what you're talking about. Um, and and or, or how can they do it? That's all bullshit. So, no, forget about what the thing's called. There is <laughs> certain chemical or molecular structures in relation to these particular things with the name called licorice or with the name That's called. Right. Blah, I mean, blah. We're, we our bodies. We're just a. It's a lot. Of, we're a lot of chemical a lot reactions. Of chemi- correct. And uh, so what your team has done is they've gone and found those naturally occurring column chemicals. And they and they built it. They they've composed something in here that is actually good for our gut health. Yeah. So we spend. I spend probably that product. I spent with my team about two years. Yeah. Because we it. can't really eat it ourselves. I mean, it's very difficult for us to. Well, the levels that you need. We don't know. And the combination. So yeah, it's yeah. A, that's a very well researched product. We get amazing results. And for me, to see people who have IBS and SIBO and significant gut issues mm. say it's just been life changing. I get such a buzz out of that. And I am a perfectionist in what I do because I want to produce the best products, state-of-the-art products, which is why we've just built a – it's taken us five years to build a state-of-the-art manufacturing plant and fermentation. 
And um, I am always looking to better our products. So this is scientifically formulated to help create a environment within our tummy that gives us the best possible chance or optimise our chances of living a better life yeah. in a physical, healthy way. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, and that's your product. And that, or at least for that's gut primer. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm looking at the other one. Yes. Uh, collagen. Yes. Uh, in a beauty boost, or collagen yes. is the name of. I mean, some of us have heard of the word collagen, but no one really knows what it is. What is it? Well, collagen, I guess, is the most sort of predominant protein in the body that is not only great for supporting skin health, but we need it for um, joint health, bone health. That product doesn't have collagen in it. Right. It has ingredients that support our bodies to um, produce its own collagen. So in there, we've got vitamin C and zinc. We've got biofermented berries, bifermented pomegranate, grape seed extract. So that is delicious. You'll love that, Mark. That's really good in sparkling mineral water. It's um, It tastes like a very healthy cordial. And by the way, just for the listeners, as I understand it, um, collagen being the thing that, say, might be in your skin end or your cheeks, that uh, if you don't have enough of it, you start to get wrinkly like me. Um, if you've got enough of it, you're nice and plump and look 30, 40, 50 years younger than me like you do. Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's, 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 <laughs> but that's a theory, isn't it? Well, that, that, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, look, and, and the thing about collagen, from the age of 25, collagen starts to decline. But we definitely can accelerate the rate at which it declines if our lifestyle is compromised. Yep. Because we know that, that free radicals, which are triggered from a poor diet, environmental assault, stress, pollution, attack collagen. Right. So th- th- this is to optimise the amount of collagen that your body produces to make sure that your skin still remains reasonably youthful relative to your age. That's right. Yeah. For me, it's being the healthiest, happiest version yeah, of yeah, yourself yeah. as you age. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. are they the only three products you have? No. no you've got, got heaps. We've heaps got lots more. So yes. in the, and it's all on a website. What's the website called? Uh, thebeautychef.com. Thebeautychef.com is yes. the website. And you have all your products that's there. I just need to ask you about pricing. Yes. The Glow is $65. Yeah, and what do you get? Like, a, Is that a month's worth? Yes, or it's a month's a worth. Month's worth. And, yes. and what about Gut Primer? Is that a month's gut worth? Gut Primer is 20 days and it's $69. Less, sort of yeah. a month's worth. And uh, so so for 150 bucks a month, which is, you know, 30 bucks a week, which is probably – It depends probably on, though. You don't, need all, you don't need all of those products. Right. So I always say the foundational product in the range is Glow. And I can look like you if I spend 150 bucks a month <laughs> over a period of time. Over, clearly over a period of time or it could be too late, but over a period of time. So – and then I want to know – and I, I get it. There's your product and it's actually quite – I quite like the packaging. Um, Thank it, you. It's well merchandised. Thank it's you. It's simple. Um, in terms of efficacy and mm-hmm. or more importantly um, – the process or me being assured of the process by which this stuff's manufactured, mm. um, can you explain to me how you do that? You just said you build a plant, yeah. which is a fermentation plant. So yes. explain that to me. It's all Australian made. Yep. The TGA products have to be produced in a TGA listed facility. Okay, you found somebody who, who, you, right. who you trust who can who produce I trust who are extremely good. And then we have just built our state-of-the-art fermentation plant. And what is that? So it's based in um, Villawood and I worked with a company, a manufacturing company who've got 50 years of experience in manufacturing. I worked with two leading microbiologists and scientists on the building of the plants, the prototype, because basically what I wanted to do is I wanted to perfect the fermentation process. I wanted to also have the ability to optimize our probiotic outcomes. So while fermentation is an art that's been practiced for thousands of years, 
I want it to also be a science where we can manipulate the bacteria to get better probiotic and postbiotic outcomes. So it's so exciting for me to have now. We we um, opened it in September last year, and so we're starting to put all of our products through there now. So we've got a, that's why we've got the new range, which is supercharged because it's our new supercharged fermentation process, meaning we're getting more bacteria and more postbiotic. So you do the fermentation of the um, inputs that go into the that's other right. factory, which produces this powder. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yes. What I find interesting for all this here's do you ever sort of think of this yourself? Uh, you know, you're the young girl at 12 years of age in front of um, a naturopath trying to solve her own problems and sort of going on a journey of um, changing from milk and gluten type products, et cetera, to now formulating your own stuff and uh, selling it into a marketplace. Do you ever sort of think about that? That's a big journey. I know. 12 to 47. Yeah, I do think about it. And it's been a very organic journey. Mm. It's very, so it's, it's, great. Been, um, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's very, very good. I, always, I We're running short of time as usual, but uh, I, I'm gonna <laughs> ask you, I've been asking you all the questions. Um, do you have a question for me? I've got so many questions for you. Yeah, well, give me one. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess we're currently in a very dynamic, changing landscape. What do you sort of see as the businesses should really be focusing on uh, in the your next- Your business, you know, man. Yeah, in yeah. the next sort of 12 to 24 months. Uh, well, I think the marketplace, your marketplace, uh, there is a marketplace, I don't know if it's your marketplace, but there is a marketplace of people who are now becoming much more concerned about their uh, mental health, which is affected by you, to some extent by your physical health. Mm. And- People have either over-binged in terms of eating shit at home because they're at home much more often. Yes. And now we're looking for solutions. Or well, how do I fix that? How do I fix that problem? Now, subject to the amount of money they got in their kick, mm. you know, and that that's an issue. But I think what businesses, all businesses should be concentrating on is building their brand by educating people as to a better way, a better way. Yeah. Not a better way of health, not a better way of life, just there is a better way. Mm. Just that's the term. That's the phrase. There is a better way. Yes. Because we are all looking for where, what, what am I going to do? What's better than mm. what I'm currently doing? Mm. That's the change. Because I do think we are changing into a better way, but we don't know what, what it looks like. Yeah. I, it's so and, interesting, isn't and it? And I yeah. think education is the first yeah. pit stop and about using all the mediums to get to, not just to your current audience and your cheerleaders, but to those other people who, um, you know, maybe don't live and as privileged as you and I do in this sort of Sydney and all, you know, out there and maybe building something that's a bit more democratised, in other words, perhaps a little bit more affordable, Mm. maybe just a no-frills version of telling, educating those people as to how to fix their gut health and or how Mm. that makes you feel better overall. Yeah. And you you talk about things like, I mean, maybe you can interview people. I mean, I could even see you doing a podcast. Mm. I mean, maybe you can interview people as about, why it's important to meditate in the morning, how that fits into the whole regime, why it's yes. important to go for a walk, just a walk, why it's yes. important to look at the sun rising uh, and or the sun setting, just spend, because you're at home, mm. people are at home more, mm. so they've got some time to do this shit. Yes. Um, and how these things assist you in um, perhaps even helping your immune system cope with just the flu or cold um, and how we should, as families, start to push it down to our kids. So mm. I think this better way concept is a big deal. And, and I agree with you. And even opening up that conversation around the better way. Let's find the better way. Yeah. yeah. From a business perspective, it's been a wonderful time for us to connect with our community to really help 
offer them ideas and education to help support them through this time. And it's been, you know, it's been a great way to really strengthen our community. I'd like to see it go beyond our community though. I'd mm. like to see it go because there's a whole massive community out there of people who are disadvantaged and that they don't have access to these sorts of discussions or conversations. Yeah, yeah you're right. And um, just th- th- educate them in their awareness of it. Um, mm. And over time, others might come out and produce a product from it. Who cares? It's it's about actually being the person who changes the perception of everybody out there. Yeah. That to me is a big deal um, and uh, it's a big idea, but that's what I think. There is a better way yeah. and we've got to find it. Yeah, no, and, I agree with that's you. That's where everyone's going. Yes. And that's education. That's a conversation. Yeah. That's why I'm having this conversation with you. Um, keep producing a product. Mm. Keep giving to the consumer what it is that you've yeah. dreamt of and what you've come up with. And just be prepared for there to be change as you corporatise and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yep. It happens everywhere. Yeah. Thanks very much, Carla. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.